0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We pay our respects to their Elders, past and present, and to Aboriginal Elders
3: emerging. As I say, you and I are nearly there. (laughs) We haven't got that long to go.
0: This is a very special episode of Australian True Crime, I don't think Emily and I have ever spoken so much about an interview. We just kept calling and texting each other about it because it was such a privilege and so moving to speak to Brian and Carmel Russell, whose 17-year-old daughter Natalie was the final victim of Paul Charles Denier, also known as the Frankston serial killer.
2: This is Australian True Crime with Michelle Laurie and Emily Webb. Come with us as we go beyond the news cycle to find out how people become killers, how people become victims, and what happens
0: next. It's not just the terrible circumstances that brought us all together that makes this conversation so touching. But it's the fact that Brian and Carmel are reluctantly speaking to us because they need our help. All of our help. In a moment, you'll hear how hard it is for them to ask and you'll hear how little they're asking for. We hope you'll join us and be as passionate as we are about helping them. We'll leave the details of the case for the other upload this week. It's an earlier episode in which Charlie Bazina, who was the lead homicide detective on the case, details the investigation. But we will let you know that Natalie's killer, Paul Charles Denyer, was originally sentenced to life without parole, but a non-parole period of 30 years was later set, making him eligible for release in 2023. We begin this episode by talking about our mutual friend, Charlie bazina and the other police who worked on the case.
4: He was great, Charlie. oh, all, all the, the police we've had, nothing but... Uh. Um, admiration Mm. for them. I don't think they slept for weeks, you know, they'd come in and early in the morning, they'd be there at six Mm. and then they'd still be there around midnight and then they'd come in with all this new information they'd Mm. gather. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was Charlie the sort of main main contact for you? He was,
4: yeah. Mm. And uh, even when Charlie wrote his book, um, The Job, he rang us to Mm. ensure that we were happy with what he put in. (coughs) Pardon me, regarding Natalie's Um, Mm. chapters in the book there so which I thought was pretty decent you know.
0: Oh yeah definitely decent. I think that's something that most of us don't understand is the relationship between families and detectives Mm. uh, investigating and Mm. that it's it is ongoing isn't it? It is. is,
4: Yes. Yeah well the um, district um, chief John uh, Mooney he, he was still coming around mm. years later, wasn't he, to Telling make sure Telling us something was all right occurred. Something. Yeah, yeah, something. You know, might I don't want you to read
3: it in the paper, papers. I want you to know mm. by us first. They no, were absolutely marvellous, you mm. know. We had a um, policewoman sit with me all night that night, and um, two, two, policemen two policemen sitting outside yeah. in the freezing cold in their car, which I didn't know that because my mind then wasn't. Well, I wasn't thinking about that, but uh, no, we, whenever we hear anyone um, say something about the police, we always stick up for them because they just couldn't have been absolutely perfect, mm. weren't they?
4: Yeah, leaving, I think it was over a week afterwards, we still had the two policemen outside and they didn't mm. let anyone in unless mm. they checked with us. Mm. And then once again, John Mooney, the Trump, he rang up and he said, do you mind if I ship them a, he said, mm. if you're not happy, you can keep them there a bit longer. I said, mm. oh, you know, I'm sure they've got other things to do. Mm. <laughs> but that, that, mm. that was just their attitude, you yes. know. It was, it was so good.
0: Mm. That's such a good point you raised, too, about um, reading things in the paper. I never thought of that, of course. So oh, it frightened
3: oh. us many times. we pick up the shock. paper. Even now, you know, people say, oh, he won't get out, he won't get out. But Brian gets the paper every morning, and you always open it and you think, because you hear so many stories, oh, he won't get out the next minute, they've got out, you know, and it's always that in our every day, that has he pulled another stunt, which he's pulled that many stunts while oh, he's been in, in jail, and um, thinking, oh, going to have some prison, he's been so good, and this and that, and so, you know, it's, it's always there, you know, it's always a worry that you go to read something, but where we have been lucky, as Brian said, the police they often come around, but we have had a few forgot to tell us, especially when he was um, wanted to change be his, be his sex, wasn't it? The yeah, sex
4: yeah, change operation. Sex
3: change operation. And we thought, what? What's this? You know, mm. it's really just turned your stomach, you know, you just freeze for a few minutes. Yes. Uh, um, there's always, you know, something there, so it's very frightening at times. But we've kind of learned to live with it, which we've had to with the other children, and they're half-wrecked, so, you know, they keep saying, Mum, are you all right, are you all right? And I, yes, and, you, know, you have to be strong f- for them too, otherwise, so, as I say, Brian, you and I are nearly there. <laughs> we haven't got that long to go, we don't think, anyway, and, uh, so... That's that's the way, but just little things have happened over the past few years. Brian got cancer and he couldn't work, and I wasn't that well. I had to look after him, and uh, and so we had to sell our house. And of course, then we were renting it, and the person who we're renting it from wants to sell it now. So we're just kind of in a state that we didn't ever think we'd ever be in this situation. it's not very nice. But...
2: And, you know, everything you've gone through and people, I think, feel, who remember what happened, feel a real connection, I think, to knowing that you'd be okay and you'll be okay. So I think mm. this is why we really want to get people out there helping
0: and... I don't know. Say. Hey, listen, I don't want you to feel any feelings of... oh. Having made any mistakes or anything like that, Carmel, Mm -hmm. you know, my mum and dad lived in a granny flat in my backyard. Um, My dad passed away a couple of months ago. Mum's still back there. That's just because they had a taxi licence. That was their business and that was their whole savings and their superannuation and everything. And, of course, we all know
3: what's happened to taxi Mm licences.
0: Arse has fallen out of them, Carmel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it happens, that's life, It's it
3: always, my mother always said, you must own a roof over your head. Oh, Otherwise, no. when you get older, you'll be thrown out on the streets. So I always told my kids, you've got to get a house. so hard, just, though.
2: That, like, that's it. Well, my mum's
0: the same way,
3: Carmel. It's
2: so hard to, yeah. you know, houses are so expensive. And, you know, there's so much talk about affordable housing. And, mm. you know, you think you're going to be able to do it and mm-hmm. you, you know things happen like sickness happens mm-hmm. marriage breakdowns mm-hmm. all that and that's mm-hmm. what that's makes it. us all vulnerable to basic mm-hmm. stuff let alone yeah, life stuff mm-hmm. what
0: you guys have been through yeah. and
3: mm-hmm. um you know kept going Cause and stayed together yes well that's we've, that's what we have leaned on one another it's we have been lucky in that and, um, I know a lot of marriages break up mm-hmm. but I think um us having the other children too and seeing how unhappy they were. As I said, Brian, we've got to be strong for them too. It's Yeah, it's, um, you, you don't think this will happen to you as you get in life, you know. It's but, um, Things happen and we can't undo them. The same to us with Natalie, you know. So it's not a day go by that we don't think of her because she always was just a special child and um with Natalie she she just loved the family, you know, and we know whenever we had any do's and that on, she's always there. You just feel her around you, you know. She's shuffling around to, Yeah, most of her friends they all loved her, you know. She, she had a special gift. that used to go into the bedroom, and they'd be crying, and come out, all happy. Natalie would just say to me, "Oh, parents' problems, Mum, but they're all right now." <laughs> <laughs> never tell me, you know, I'd never ask, but and that's why they always loved her because that was the type of girl she was. She, she tried to help everybody, you know, and that's why I say she definitely was chosen up there. She was chosen because. I believe she's up there now, organising different things. And so many young ones these days are getting murdered, and she's there to, you know, some of the parents. We've got, I've got sisters and brothers up there, and I've got my parents, Brian's parents. But a lot of people don't have anyone up there. Mm. So, so I've said to a few people, don't worry, because if you've got, if you've got cousins and somebody, somebody's up there waiting for you to greet you. But I said we've got Natalie. You know, we've got all the rest of them. That's one thing we're looking forward to.
0: I know we we chatted about this outside a little bit, but I hope you don't mind if I bring it up because um, you've got a GoFundMe that has Mm. been started for you. And as I said to you, having worked with another group of people on one of these before... I do, I promise you, I understand how hard it is to allow people to uh, give you money.
3: Yes, well, <clears throat> when um, the, my daughter came to us and said, well, could we do this? And mm-hmm. Brian, I looked at her and I said, no, how embarrassing. You know, mm-hmm. speak to Neil because we're very close with Neil. We've, we've had a lot to do with Neil. He's always been number one to us. He's a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. And I said, we said, no, you know. And then when we got told we've got, um, it's gone a month now, we had four or four months' notice, what are we going to do? Well, we can pay rent, but we've you know, got to have to shift our furniture and a big bond and and that's, so said, oh, well, we we'll have to undo ourselves and just say, yes, we'll, we'll go for it.
0: Yeah, so you need some extra cash to move. And um, so your daughter and some people said, why don't we try this crowdfunding thing? So Neil Mitchell's going to publicise it for you, is publicising it. When I was part of one of these for another group of people, and they were victims of sexual assault by clergy in Ballarat, lots of people donated. And what they all said was, thank you for giving us an opportunity to show we care. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys will find that a lot People will be so grateful to have a way to show you that they care for you and to have a way to sort of wrap their arms around you because it's so hard to find a way to do that for the community sometimes. And here's a way, here's a way with $5, $10, just a way Mm. to acknowledge you and, and support you. So you mustn't feel bad about it.
3: Mm hmm.
2: And Vicky us. Vicky who, oh, of she's, course, she's, brought you in today. She's and... been
3: absolutely marvellous. Well, we wouldn't be here, really, without yeah, Vicky.
2: There, yeah. You
3: yeah. know, we wouldn't be here without her. She's been absolutely fantastic. Is she around now? She's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't yeah. say any more. <laughs> yeah. Well, v- Vicky's
2: a big friend of our podcast yeah. and her book about... Mm. the frankston murders it's a definitive account of it and she's had mm. a lot to do with families i know that when debbie frame's son baby jake we all know him mm. as baby jake came down to melbourne last year and vicky's had a lot to do with mm. trying to help jake mm. you know yeah. he hasn't had a easy time mm. and i think people are really really want to know how, how do families mm. go through this and you and brian seem so tight and so together and obviously you've got the other kids but what's kept you going
4: <laughs> Everyone looks at me. <laughs> yeah. Why do we do that? Why do we look at Dad? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know what's really kept us going. I think it is just keeping the family together. And uh, they've they've had problems too. They, uh,
0: How many uh, other kids do you have? Five. Wow. Okay.
4: Yeah, so it was six all told. It was yeah. a bit of a Brady bunch. Yeah. I a bit had of two, break. and Carmel had two when we met. And, oh, and then, then
3: you had two more.
4: And we yeah. had two together. So yeah. Natalie was. Uh, the second youngest, and youngest. Natalie
3: was Brian's and mine, and mm. and Damien, he's he a the younger. Youngest. Mm.
4: Yeah, so they, they've had their, their problems, and mm. um, as, as all families do, but mm. uh,
0: but it's a, it's a lot to ask.
4: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And um, uh, this this murder, of course, losing Natalie. I mean, that had a disastrous effect on all the kids. Mm. Mm. So I suppose that's what. Mm. <coughs> We felt our job was to uh, stick together and try and help them. And, uh, of course, in doing that, we're probably helping ourselves too to to, mm. to come to terms with it or get through life, uh, mm. which can be difficult. But, um, mm. And it's thrown up a few other challenges, as Carmel says, my my own um, cancer, etc. The uh, the surgeons I remember in the hospital after the. Um, after the operation, I was a bit of a fitness fanatic all my life, and um, I said, why, "Why would I get bowel cancer? Um, you know, we're diet's good, and we went through a few things." And the surgeon said, "Have you had any major traumas in the last few years?" And I said, "Well, if you count mm. the murder of our youngest daughter," mm. uh, he said, "that that would be enough to kickstart a cancer wow. like yours." Mm. So. Um, and you know, just uh, it, it, it's just sort of gone on. There's been one thing after another. I've had both knees replaced. And uh, uh, on the 25th anniversary of um, Natalie's murder, we had to get together, and uh, a lot of people turned up at Matt's track, and they were all telling me how crook I looked. He <laughs> looked
3: terrible. He was terrible too. <laughs> so Practically I, I went died home and
4: collapsed and. Uh, went into hospital mm. and uh, uh, there were quite a few things wrong with me they, they worked out it was eventually the gallbladder had to be removed so yeah. that, that was you know just another little thing when i say a little thing it's um, mm. after it's finished it's a little thing but at the time it wasn't a little thing
0: so. no feels yeah. like an arrow through the heart doesn't it every one yeah. of them yeah
4: yeah you, you get that and then karma yeah. went in to have a small um, growth removed from her ankle and mm. Of course, being very thorough as they are in the Frankston Hospital, they found out she had a crook heart and uh, fluid mm. on the lungs, and oh. um, uh, her liver wasn't hundred percent. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I was
3: about to <laughs> have been, a stroke. They told me, Harmel. Yeah,
4: so we, we've been sort of working through all those yeah. things. Yeah, well. silly
3: little, little tiny little thing on my oh. leg, and in the end, I thought, "Oh, I'll ask the doctor." He said, "Oh." wish you had told me when it was small. i had have to send you off to a, a specialist. I go to a the specialist, they put me in the hospital to get it out. And then they do all this. So I said, oh, a very small small um, pulse. I said, sometimes the doctor can't find it. And I say to him, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and he said... And I said, so I told the, the um, anesthetist that, you know, don't worry. So when I come out, he says, your heart's very slow. So I said, no, I, I said my pulse. He said, I'm telling mm. you, your heart. He said, you you had blood clots there and you were just on the verge of a stroke. So next minute, did you do all these things all over me? And I said, well, silly little leg, you probably helped me save my life. But then sometimes I wonder, do I want to be saved?
0: After the break, Carmel and Brian talk about what keeps them going. You can help them keep going by contributing to the GoFundMe campaign. Just go to gofundme.com forward slash keep the Russells in Frankston. That's one word, keep the Russells in Frankston. But you don't have to remember it because we have the link in the show notes and on all of our social media pages. We've also made a contribution on behalf of our patrons and thank you to everyone who chooses to support us in that way. We hope you're happy with us paying it forward in this way. Coming up on Australian True Crime, you'll hear a lot of talk about a man named Neil. For those of you outside of Melbourne, you need to know that Neil is Neil Mitchell, a top-rating talkback radio host. He's on weekday mornings and he's been awarded an Order of Australia for his work for charities and for people like Brian and Carmel. If anyone can help them get a nice house and keep Denya where he belongs, it's Neil Mitchell. And we're happy to do whatever we can to support his efforts on both fronts. We pick the conversation up, though, with Carmel being brutally honest about the fact that she sometimes struggles with the idea that she's lucky to be alive. Like recently, after a trip to the doctors with a
3: sore leg. I said, well, silly little leg, you probably could, probably yes. helped me save my yeah. life. But then okay. sometimes I wonder, do I want to be saved? But then I think, oh, I still feel pretty fit at times. And, mm-hmm. you know, for the kids to be around a bit longer. And these days we are all living longer, aren't we? Mm, we yeah, are. True. Mm-hmm. And, you
0: know, why not? I mean... Just why not, Carmel? You know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You might yeah. go tomorrow somewhere and just have a bloody great lunch somewhere. You might have just something so nice happen tomorrow somewhere that makes you
3: think, "Oh, well, there you go. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I was here today." Yeah, well, that's that's true too. I, my brother had a heart attack on his fiftieth birthday, and Bernadette, his, um, they were twins, and mm-hmm. she had um, bowel cancer and she passed away on. Fifty-fourth birthday. Mm. So those two are younger. I've got an older sister and another sister, and then me. There was five of us. And um, Margaret, the older sister, she she'll be eighteen next month. And she says, "Oh, we're so lucky to be here, aren't we? We're just so lucky." And I think, I don't know how are we, but you know, and I think, well, I suppose we are lucky. Mm. We've we've got mm. two two doggies that they're <laughs> our babies now. We all our babies are growing up and. Yes, yeah, so um, okay. how things happen in life and one of our, um, we only have two grandchildren out of six children. So far? So far, yeah, well <laughs> the, my son and I think will have a couple but he's, they're married but she's young and they're, they're doing quite good, and buying a house but we had one commit suicide. He was seventeen. A grandchild. Oh, grandchild. Yeah, same age yes. as Natalie. Wow. Same age, but how many years after Natalie? Ten years. About ten years after mm. Natalie, and that that was another traumatic thing that oh, happened. Mm. That is. You know, it, um, we always well, it's very hard to say. We think he might have been bullied at school, and. Um, he actually was only about four or five when Natalie was taken and um, he was sitting watching the TV. And, of course, on the news those days, it was everything. Oh, he started crying. He's Mum, Mum, it's Natalie on the, on the TV, you know. So that's how he found out. So I always reckon that caused him a little bit because whenever he came over, she'd have him outside pushing him around in the pram and, you know. Mm. Yeah, so that, that, that was, I don't know, we seemed to have learnt I don't know if you say learnt but we just have to accept things that have happened you know what, what do we do you know as I said a couple of times we've been in the car and Brian goes oh right on the water and he goes how'd you be How'd you be? put my foot right down and we go straight in I said yes that would be alright for us but what about the others I said oh, you can't do that you know it wouldn't be, wouldn't be like to do it sometimes but it wouldn't be mm. fair mm. Uh,
0: yeah, that was very powerful when you said right at the beginning of our conversation and you looked at each other in the eye and, Carmel, you said, we've nearly made it. Mm. Mm. Like, mm. it's nearly over. Yes. Like, yeah, it's been it's been a hard one for you guys. It's been a
3: That's hard one. It has. But we... we oh, I don't know. I don't suppose we haven't really... They'll pity on each other or, or you know, no, we we've, no. we've, we know we've lost. It's been a terrible loss. I, I, I'm a bit different to Brian sometimes. I, I think, well, I don't know why we were selected, but she was selected, Natalie, because she was something special. And I think it was just amazing that now she's up there helping all.
1: X C is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to 1 year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. To find out if it's right for you. All these other
3: people, and of course, I'm a bit on the spiritual side. Which a lady said to me, she's very good. She said to me, Natalie couldn't accept it when she first went up there because she'd met a boy. She'd been going for a little while. And she told everyone he's he is her boyfriend. Like the others were just nothing. But she's really keen on this fella, and um, she said that 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 was her boyfriend. Pun and um, I go a bit off the track sometimes. That's okay.
0: Um, it's your track. You can, we're following you. That's <laughs> it. <laughs>
3: and, and um, yeah, so she, as I say, she was a little bit special. And when um, when she was with her boyfriend the last, last Friday and then the next Friday where she was taken, well, that Friday she was sitting at his place and he said she just burst out crying Well, Nellie only cried when the girls went to Sydney to live or we had to have her dog put down mm. or just something really and she cried and she cried and I said to David, I said why? He said, I asked her, he said, she didn't know and I said to one of her friends she, she said, yeah, she told me you know, I always think she felt she wasn't going to be there anymore you know, I I I always think that she had some feeling that that was going to be her last because she was one of these who didn't cry for nothing, you know. Mm. And as I say, this spiritual lady said a couple of times that she couldn't accept it when she went first up there. She she wasn't very happy at all, you know, because she she missed David. She missed her family. But said now she's settled. And the next time I went, she said wasn't very well. Well I'm not laughing at that, but it was just his look, you know, I feeling really sorry and really. And I came home and she said, you Now Natalie said she doesn't want her father. Father up here at the moment. She's got enough to do now. <laughs> so I come home and I go, Don't you even think you're going up there yet? Forget so about it, I said, because Natalie's got too much to do up there now. Yeah. So oh. So yeah, we had laughs, and I always, you know, and I think talking about her has always helped too. You know, mm. we were, I was telling Vicky, one of Brian's friends, a policeman, and he said, "How the heck can you get over this?" He said, "I've just lost my son. He's 30, and he just died in his sleep." And Brian said, "Oh, you know, it does get hard," and blah blah blah. And I said, "Brian, don't, just go easy." And, I, and Brian, I said to the fellow, "It does take time." But I said, talk about him, talk, you know, and t- say to the other kids, you know, like second marriage with him and um, his wife wasn't very happy. He's not coping too well. I said, it will ease down on you, but I said, talk, talk, say to the kids. I remember uncle such and such did this, and I said, you know, t- t- talk about him. And I said, then the other thing is... We were lucky, I said. We're not lucky, but I said you were lucky. You had him till he's thirty. You saw him as a man. I said we were lucky that we had Natalie for seventeen. At least we've seen her go into a woman. Yeah. So you look at it always, and as I say, talk about. That's and, and, and when
4: you say the um, uh, the appeal for the children's hospital, I mean. Uh, some of those yeah, people have got yeah. kids in hospital, we never have to go through all that with us. It was, mm. it was more traumatic, but um, mm. you know, I mean, it's a bit stupid saying you're trying to think of positives or, or the bright side, but you've, you've got to do something like that, otherwise you'd, you'd just go totally mad, I think. Mm. Um, and you know, as Carmel says, we had her for 18 years, nearly 18 years, mm. 18 great eight years. You know? mm.
0: Yeah, you're very present when you talk about her. It's like, it's like it was very recent. It doesn't feel like it was a long time ago when you oh. speak about her.
4: No, it
0: was
3: yesterday. Yeah, yeah. She's, as I say, she's always, always around us. And of course, um, she got very close with Brian because Brian, she started to work with Brian at Town um, Breaks Plus. He had a place, of, and Brian, <laughs> Brian used to say to her, you know. You, you, what did you used to say to her? You used to threaten wish, her that she's going
4: to... Oh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I used to threaten her. I'd say, you better hit those books and... Get that, get that HSC. Otherwise, this might become your full-time job as a, as a mechanic. Yeah. And she said that wouldn't be too bad. No. <laughs> See, she, she loved she it because all the fellas
3: come in. Hello, Natalie. And all yeah. right. <laughs> she was just at that age, you know, yeah, the boys yeah. and mm. and um, got her learner's permanent. And to Brian, said he'd come home shaking like this from all the way home on the yes. on the, on the um, freeway. Yeah. She <laughs> she she'd driving and he. He never lets me forget. She said, Mum, can I drive home? And it it was from... I no, they. from where you worked oh, Morabin to to Frankston, oh God. and it was <laughs> it was pouring with rain, oh. the wind. I <laughs> said, No, you can't can't drive it in that lane, not cause it's too windy. Mm. Well, he carried on to me, <laughs> said, you would let her drop. <laughs> <laughs> it was so windy. I know, because oh, I've got oh. twins.
0: I've got to do like oh three hundred hours or something. <laughs> oh. oh. I scraped oh. the side of my
2: mum's car oh. the first time my dad took me out. We were in a car park. Park, oh. and I panicked and I mm. scraped the side of her car on like a pole oh, oh, gosh. Gosh. and he just came home and went yeah, Isn't what do you do? I suppose yeah. you got to, oh, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Got to be prepared oh, yeah. for all that. Yeah,
3: yeah that's right. Well, the next one, Damien, he, he never asked. He'd just go, pick <laughs> up the key. To, you come in. You can he just be... And I like, oh. <laughs> so I, I thought, oh, I better do this because Brian was mainly at work and I was there to show for him around to yeah. her. But, um, there seems yeah. to
0: be um, a more relaxed relationship when the parents are a bit older. Don't you think? When well, that's oh, what
3: Damien I, had said because yeah. yeah. I always Definitely. felt... I had Lisa when I was only 20, 20, and when I had Damien, I was 36 or so. Do you think you were stricter with Lisa when you were younger? Well, I said to him once, you know, sometimes (laughs) Damien, I feel a bit because, you know, we are a lot older than that. Oh, well, he said, I think it's, I, I rather like it because he said, you're more mature. mature. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because other kids would say, Mum, can we eat? And that's a no. And I'd yeah. say, oh, all right, because I've had been through it all. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, he used to say, oh, uh, yes, I like it. So it yeah. doesn't
0: surprise me that Natalie liked working with you. You were probably oh, relaxed
3: yeah, and... Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like mates. Right.
4: Uh, it was, really, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to quite look Send, forward Sunday to it. Sunday mornings. Yeah. And she did, and she did, I yeah. mean, it was oh, hard work. Oh, she loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, She used to have a, a, a driving lesson. That was the first thing when we got there at 8 o'clock. That yeah. was still 9 o'clock. Mm. Um, then yeah. it was time for the boys to have their morning tea. So, Do you want me to go down cope? to the shop and get it yeah. there? Oh, great.
0: <laughs> She'd disappear for a while then. Down to the shop, yeah. <laughs> and,
3: and then come back. And come then, back and then... It's nearly time to go home. Carmel says
4: there are different apprentices and young blokes yeah. around the place and wander oh, in. Oh, <laughs> oh, Natalie. that Natalie. Sounds like a
0: top job.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she thought, oh, that would be yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And
4: then on the way home, there was always... Um, uh, I've just seen a pair of jeans I'd like to have. Dad, can we pop in and get those? And, and can you advance me a few dollars? Yeah,
0: Spent it. next week's pay by the oh, time she course. gets home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah,
4: It was an enjoyable Saturday
0: morning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? You know, just such a normal, you know, daggy family and then before yeah. you know it, you're thrust into this, this yes. um, terrible club yeah. and um, and you're talking to Neil Mitchell and you've got police mm. in your life and you've got people writing books about your family and,
3: you know. Mm. Um, and I think one of the main, not main things, but one of the things was when, um, after Natalie, I don't know how long it was, and the police came to the door and I thought, oh, Damien wasn't home. Oh, no, what's happened now? He said, no, can I come in? I go, yes. So he said, the children at, um, uh, at the school... We'd like to know. They they want to have. They feel unsafe up the track. Mm. So he said, "Would um, we, we were thinking that we would make the track out of Natalie's name?" Can, we, what do you think of that? And I said, "Oh, I, I agree with that." And he said, "What what would you like to call it?" And I said, "Well, Brian." As he, said, he said he's always a runner, and Brian stopped and said, "I was running up Nat's track." And ah. I said, I said, oh, mm, what a, about we it Nat's track mm. because Brian would come home and say he was writing. And, and he said, we'd well, get back to the kids, and everyone said, yeah, that that would be lovely. You know, so the, so it's in the Melways books too. It's yeah. called Is it Nat, Nat's, yeah, track. Yeah, Nat's, Nat's track? Nat's track. Yep. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So just it's been amazing, really, and like even her funeral. There was over a thousand people there, and we had police saluting to her yeah. the, in her whole garden. I said, "I'm saying to Natalie, because I wanted to be buried with my my parents, and I didn't want Brinks because half my people are buried in the Cheltenham Cemetery." So I said, "Well," and we even had her.
4: Good. Motorcycle escort. So, out to know. the
3: cemetery, I say, Natalie, you're getting more than what the king and queen get. I don't know what the driver must have thought, because <laughs> you know, you're in such a state that you know. But I was just so happy that everything. And yeah. I said, all these people, because it was only the week before was my birthday, and I got quite a lot of flowers. And Natalie said to me, what do you want this place to look like, Mum? you want it to look like a nursery? And honestly, the next week, the whole room and the school was full of flowers. I've still got books and books of thousands of people who we didn't know. Mm. have written little stories. And I think this, I just can't believe it. I said to Brian, you and I, you know, I'm nothing. Brian's quite clever, but I... Oh, it, come but, on. But, but, you know, I just well, think...
4: Well, I, I must have been to have married
3: to you. Well, that's that's awesome. right, there you go. Sweet.
4: See, I've learned over the Yeah, years. you're yeah. very good, you are very clever, yeah. yes. <laughs> like
3: they say, yes dear, no dear. That's it.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking mm. of books, I mean, you know, as we just said, Vicky Petratus is here, you had a book, you know, written about the case in which you, um, you are a big part of the book. What made you agree to, you know, speak to an author when, when someone came to you and said, I'm writing a book? Can I talk well, to you? Um, what made you say yes to that? Well, well I think it I was mean, it mainly, turned out that she's a lovely person, yeah, but yeah. you didn't know that.
3: No, no, but I think it was Burnett who helped an awful lot there because I didn't know much about all this, you know, and we were still uptight and not... And Burnett said, you know, um, there's a Vicky, and she was, I don't know how she got to know you, but she was speaking to you and she said she wants to write a book. And I thought, well, oh, that would be nice, let people hear the story about her life, you know. Okay. And, um, and so Brian and I were all for it. And that, that book, their, um, uh, Frankston, there was people had their names down at the library for boy, nearly 12 months, some of them. That book sold like anything. And, and there were still people waiting and still... I don't know how many, how many of you ever got to know how many were sold, but
0: so you've just got a natural trusting instinct. Did it, it never occurred to you that you wouldn't like it or that it would be? No, well
3: she spent a lot of time with us. She'd come yeah, over okay. and we'd spend mm. talking, and we'd just think you would spend a. a, mm. a Hell, it's with us, you know. But, talking. Uh, even
4: when we were approached, it, it was more to get our side of the story too. Okay, because mm. it, we had a lot of people said to us, you know, the copper should have been onto this bloke.
0: Okay, if they'd
4: done their job, yeah, yeah. your daughter would still be alive. And mm. we wanted to say that no, they did their job. Mm. We,
0: Interesting. we couldn't okay.
4: argue about that, and and various things like that. We yes. just wanted to get our side of the story mm. across. That mm. you know, we love Natalie; she was. Mm. Um, greatly missed,
3: and, and of course,
4: and we were very happy. But
0: um, and we've spoken at length with Charlie yeah. Basena about the investigation mm. and about the the door knocking and the, and the depth um, of the investigation. And so, um, yeah, it does it doesn't seem like there's much else that could have been oh. done, mind you. Also, yeah. there was the lucky break with the post lady, yeah. right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, the thing was that. Um, this yellow car was, they, they knew something was, the post lady saw the yellow car. Mm. But the two police came to have a look at the car and as they're looking at it they get a phone call to mm. say it's, it's urgent something or other so they took off that was the sad part because yeah, right. otherwise and that gave him time to get out because he, he could see the police car so you could get out either way so he could go one well, that way or that way you know this is the, on the track so evenly um, he, he saw they gone so he took off
0: but, I'm so uh, sorry you know you know that but like, it wasn't I the just,
3: police's fault no no they, not
0: that no. but I just feel um I just feel like I hate you knowing the inner workings of Paul Denyer's mind, I really do Carmel it's mm. just like you, you shouldn't know what a piece of filth like that was thinking about anything, well, makes I me think
3: sick What did worry me is I say to Brian, you know Natalie's very strong, Brian said yeah but have a look at him mm. and of course he's, he's half the size he is now and he's got long hair, yes. a ponytail or something, because he he wants to walk out of there and no one would know him yeah. that, that's because that's I, I know him his book. She was, I don't know how much, but she, I remember reading, I, I left out some parts, but I remember reading her saying that Daniel looked at um, Natalie and said, You've got the same colour eyes as me. And then he was starting to put makeup and things, and I thought, Hmm, you want to walk out. But oh, so many of our friends, people, Damien's mates, huh, we'll be waiting for him. Oh. So, um, yeah. Yeah,
2: which naturally, I mean, we don't want to see. We that don't happen. want that, no, no, We no. don't. I think um, people, mm. like, so many Victorians feel so strongly about, um, and who can remember at the time about you know Denya ever getting the possibility of parole, mm. Mm. and I think that certainly. Um, the premier might have something to say yeah. about that. You'd hope. I um,
0: anticipate they'll write legislation yeah. next year to ensure that he stays in mm. prison. Well, well Neil so,
4: checked, didn't he? I would that's think so. One reason that sort Neil will of kept us it. going. I yes. Didn't
3: yeah. He? What did Neil say? He went through all.
4: Oh yeah, he spoke to uh, David Galbelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it'd be most unlikely that any parole board would be game to let him out in the in the current. Um,
0: I would think any premier um, yeah. who wanted re-election would. Yes. Do everything he could do to make yeah. sure that didn't happen. So well. he
3: only got thirty years for three three girls. Yeah, it's a bit of an insult, really.
0: Well, I mean, these days it's it's actually mm. quite good. Mm. To be honest, mm. you know what I mean. Mm. Boris Brzdeski yeah, yeah. mm. got six years for killing his missus. No, I mean, terrible. Yeah. Oh, um, hey, what do you what do you want to do in your new house? Is there anything in particular? Let's let's yeah. think about something. Is there anything nice that you would
3: like in your new
0: house? Is there a need? dream thing?
3: We love a garden. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? We love our garden. Brian loves his veggie. Okay. He's got a big veggie patch. You like veggie patches? Yep. Oh, he loves
0: it. Do them. you like raised veggie beds so you don't have to bend down or anything? Yes,
4: that's become very... Uh, <laughs> yes. sure. <laughs> Oi, yeah. I've got
0: three of them. I have three of them that my dad had in my front garden, and they've just gone to seed because Mm. no one else in my house knows what to do with (laughs) them. so could I could I give them to you please can I get I'll get someone to bring them to your house and set them up
4: they'd be greatly appreciated
0: wonderful because I didn't know what to do with them Mm. okay so as soon as you get your house we'll do that I'll get Mm. them to yours and we'll get them seeded up with whatever you want in them so that's done
2: No dramas, we've man. We've got a lovely
3: yeah. rose garden. We like, like all our flowers. I'm one for the little flowers. and You're yeah, sorted. Vegetables.
2: And you'd very much like to stay in the area, in the, f- yeah. the peninsula, Frankston yes. area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Near so the hospital, the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> we've, got, we've got two dogs. And so
3: yep. yep. the other part is, you know, we really need fences that the doctor. Yep. No worries. Yep. And garage.
0: I've got a fantastic handyman as well called Maz. Yes, so I'll get make sure. Listen, we'll get it sorted. Don't stress. Yeah. And what else? Anything inside? Like, do you need a new
3: Jeanette bed anything or anything? No bed. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we're
4: pretty yeah, comfortable. We're pretty, pretty, comfortable, pretty, we're comfortable, right, pretty yeah, happy with yeah. everything we've got. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and we don't. You know, it's
3: just to get settled. It's just that First, yeah. yeah. and you
2: will have spoken to Neil by next. Definitely week, Definitely by which the time this episode starts. Yeah, with the groundswell of support, I really And people, anyone who's listening, who has. um the ways it means to sort of, you know, get on to, I don't know, you know, those nice, yeah. Neil will have it so
0: sorted that anything we can do will be so just icing on the cake. Gofundme.com forward slash keep the Russells in Frankston. We will definitely keep tabs on you and please let us wrap our arms around you. Please let us because we just, as a city, we love you so much, and you're an inspiration to us. Mm. And uh, you know, it's, this is an opportunity for the
3: rest of Melbourne.
0: So please let us take it.
3: Thank, thank, you, oh, very thank much. you so thank much. Thank you so <laughs> much, and, and thank you to Vicky. She's taken the whole Saturday morning. Thank you, Vicky, oh, portrayed so much.
0: She is she amazing. She is, she letting is amazing. Letting us know because you would never have let us know. No, thank I, us to your. No. Thank you to your daughter. Was it your daughter who yes, whose idea this yeah. all was? Thank you thank, to Neil
3: Mitchell for everything so he's done. Pete's wife. That's the oh, old. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pete. Pete. Yeah, yes. I was so mad at her when she came. and She's told me, little bugger. I said, oh. I said, just go, Make sure that Neil doesn't hear this. I said, oh. I said, and I'd said to Vicky, "You've oh, got to get on to oh, Neil. Oh, get on to Neil." i Neil sets the news agenda. And we told Vicky, I said, "Oh, he, I'm so embarrassed." Was, oh, don't be silly no, now. What are the dogs c- called? Harvey's. And Tommy, Harvey, and
0: Tommy. Tommy. Let's get Harvey and Tommy a nice house, yeah. nice warm house. Yeah, well, they, it's bloody July
3: short little bit. They'll be freezing. They're sucky to... dogs, so I are inside dogs. Of
0: course they are. Yeah, cool,
3: so are. yeah. I, I wouldn't have a dog outside. Me
0: neither. What sort <laughs> of yeah.
3: would do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It's sad.
0: But honestly, um, if I can give you those garden beds, that would be awesome. So we'll see how much room you've got, and I've got three, and however many you fit, I'd love to give you. Oh, thank you bring them round. That'd be great because (laughs) Gofundme.com forward slash Keep the Russells in Frankston That's where you can go if you would like to wrap your arms around beautiful Carmel and Brian While you're at the computer or on your phone or wherever you're doing that, you can also go to our website, Australian True Crime Podcast, and buy the two excellent books written about this case by our friend Vicky Petratus. They are The Frankston Serial Killer, released in 2011, and The Update, The Frankston Murders, released in 2018.
2: Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
0: As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available.